Hi, I'm Todd Nathanson. And I'm Danny Roth. Oh, let's get this over with. This is the 2021 Grammy obligatory coverage from Song vs. Song. Oh. Before we get into anything, the Grammys, as always, are too long and it's very late. Well, wait a minute. <laughs> I don't know why you would even lie like this. This is <laughs> unbelievable to me. It is a, it is a fucking midnight where I am. Meanwhile, it's nine o'clock where you are, so I don't want to hear it. <laughs> oh, I don't worry. I, I, I made up the difference by getting terrible sleep last night. I don't care about that. <laughs> Do you think I care about your problems? I don't. I don't want to hear about that. You're wearing a Jim Blossoms t-shirt. <laughs> Meanwhile, how much work did I put in <laughs> to watch the Grammys alone? I'm wearing lace fucking gloves and black lipstick. The work I have done. So I don't want, I don't want I don't want to hear this shit. <laughs> was this in preparation for Post Malone's performance? Apparently, who the fuck knew that he was going to dress like the Undertaker? He looked like Billy Corgan to me during his like really pretentious phase. I just kept thinking like like what like the Adore era like yeah. I don't. I just kept waiting for Paul Bearer to show up like Ooh, Undertaker. <laughs> Ooh. Okay, well that's that's one of six bajillion performances tonight. <laughs> Let me say, I thought this Grammys was pretty good for a Grammys. Neither of the things that I thought would either happen or not happen occurred. And well, one of those things I'm relieved about and one of those things I'm disappointed about. Well, let me say that we this is, of course, a coronavirus award show. It's a pandemic award show. Just a, They delayed it just a tiny bit further. They could have maybe beaten the pandemic, but here it is. It is m- the middle of March, just about a year into this pandemic, like a year and change. And it's been a brutal year for the music industry. And it, we were feeling it all around. But I think it really worked for the Grammys in a way that it didn't quite work for the MTV Video Music Awards. Well, I'll tell you this. So, like, what happened was the the winners of the night were the set designers and the set decorators. The staging those folks, was superb. Those folks fucking killed it. Like that's like the best part of the whole night. Like there were good performances. There, there were there were jokes. <laughs> uh, but the the design for the sets and the lighting design and all that stuff. Like, and the, and you know what I'll say the the people that like I think crafted a lot of the 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 costume work and a lot of just like the actual like clothes that were worn and what would have been the equivalent of a red carpet. Like all of that stuff really. Sh- shown through for me and that's the thing that like some of which I think like clothing of course always comes through in the Grammys but the reason why I singled out the set designers and the set decorators is because that stuff like never never before in the history of the Grammys and by that I mean the three years now that we've covered it um, (laughs) have I seen sets look that good like real fucking good dude it was an it was an intimate Grammys I guess and normally the Grammys are a lot more boring. Well, we'll say it like that. They're a lot more staid and boring. And it, it felt like instead of the smallness of it uh, shrinking it, it just loosened it up more, it feels like. And uh, the the performances were, you know, almost all really good. I, don't, I can't think of any bad ones. Just like a couple I didn't think were as good as the rest. Just like a little more fillery. But, like, none I thought were out, outright bad. And everyone seemed to be just having a good time. And just the way they staged it, you'd see, like, the, the crew in the background getting down. And, like, the other artists, like, on the other side of the stage, they were, you know, they were way more into it than they were would have been in their seats in the stable center. Like, I really loved the way it looked. Yeah, that's it. I mean, like, the truly, it was the set, de- the set design and the set decorators. Like, whatever that team was, I don't... I doubt they've ever had an opportunity like that before, assuming that it's the same group of people that have worked on it in the past. And I really feel like they were like, okay, we're going to do this. And it really worked. Like the set they created, I saw somebody's joke tweet um, of the, the Taylor Swift stuff that it looked Mm -hmm. like into the woods. (laughs) (laughs) It was incredible. That was, did you look at that fucking set? Yeah. Are we that in the clear crazy. yet? Are we into the woods? 
Oh, it's already out of the woods. Uh-huh. You see, uh, you see that I dev- I decided to avoid your joke. Um, <laughs> who's the winner of the night? Who is the who is the winner of the night? If there's one person, who is it? I would have to say Megan the Stallion. Like hundred percent, a hundred percent. Much like Kendrick Lamar in 2013 and 2015, she won by losing <laughs> that last one, but she also won by winning quite a bit. Well, she won. Tonight. So she so she won two awards on the night, mm-hmm. and there was this weird moment where like Trevor Noah comes out for her second win mm-hmm. to do like the award host equivalent of Kanye Westing, <laughs> where it's like, but did you know that Beyonce? And it's like we all know. <laughs> we literally all know. Everybody knows. Like, all right. So here, look. Here's what I want to say. There's, about. A, there's a little back padding about that. Was like, yes, our our most awarded artist is a you know a black woman because there there's a lot of damage control going on that night. Oh yes, um, there's a lot of things that they did to try and make. I, I so I really thought somewhere during the night someone was going to mention the weekend, but like every time they did something like that, it was them mentioning him without mentioning him. Yeah, they. The weekend is a specter but an unseen, unmentioned one over the entire Grammys. It is so weird that he was not nominated for anything this year. That's crazy. I don't love that album as much as a lot of people do, but, like, it's something the Grammys should like, and it's weird. It's just so weird that he didn't, like, who did he piss off? It was on the Billboard Hot 100 for a year. A year? Yeah. A year! No, so, no, there's, there's like, no reason for it not for A him year to later, it's at number three right now. It's at number three song in the world. I mean, it's a song in the country, excuse me. Here, I tweeted this, but I want to say it on the podcast because most people that will watch this will not follow me on Twitter, and that's fine. The thing, so like, Beyonce wins an award, and it's like, our queen won an award. We're all happy, because we all love our queen. Right. Dua Lipa wins an award, and it's like an ethereal angel descended from heaven and accepted a Grammy. <laughs> and that's great. And I love, and you know, and we'll talk about Dua Lipa in due course. I'm sure it's wonderful. We will. It's wonderful that she won. I am a stan. This is like, I am almost, I'm about to turn 41 and I stan her so hard. But yeah. when Meg wins an award, we all win. Everybody wins when Meg wins an award. Like for me, if I, all right. So like this weekend, I had a three hour conversation with my friend Vita. Mm-hmm. And everything that we talked about to me is like the kind of stuff that Meg talks about and the way that she is. And mm-hmm. Darren and I had like a three hour marathon conversation last night mm-hmm. talking about rap music and talking about the trajectory of it. And like everything about that to me, again, it's the same thing. Like Meg is a fan of rap music and like, she's a fan of the artists within that genre. And She's just a real fucking person. Like, she goes on Instagram and is like, I've decided to lose some weight my way. And it's like, when she's talking about it, I feel mm-hmm. it. Like, I I relate to her. Like, everything that she does makes sense to me. Like, I don't understand Beyonce. I can't, let's like trying to understand <laughs> the universe. I can't. You know, like, again, like, Dua Lipa is an angel descendant from above. I can't relate to her. I just want to be her. But Meg... We're all Megan Thee Stallion, like every single one of us. She's just such an authentic, regular person. And watching her succeed and watching someone like Billie Eilish at the end of the show wrap it up by being like, Megan Thee Stallion is the, Meg is the fucking winner. That's who should have won this fucking last award. And to everybody to know, like, that's right. That's right. And when it's Meg, it literally, like, maybe not, maybe not you, Todd. <laughs> <laughs> but most people, I feel like most people really relate with her. And, like, I think that, that artists like that are truly rare. And so seeing her win is deeply gratifying. It, Megan seems to be, like, someone everyone's happy for, except, uh, except Tory Lanez. <laughs> Hope he's doing okay. Do you? No, no, not remotely. But, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, uh, I was happy for Megan... Um, the Beyonce thing was like everyone's happy for Beyonce too. She set a, a record this year, like you say, like but like she is very remote. She hasn't done it. I think she hasn't done like a real interview or like she's only done like one press interview in like ten years with Oprah, and she didn't really reveal much. And yeah, I mean he, she 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 does press interviews less than Joe Biden. Like yeah, 
uh, you know, it's a funny thing. One thing the Grammys did this year that I really appreciated was they did like a video package for each of the Record of the Year nominees. And let me say, I love that idea because for so long, like almost the entire time I've been watching it, the Grammys actual awards do not matter. And it seems like no one cares about it. And for this, like actually like giving hype to the nominees, like it, like they matter. It's beyond just filling time. So with performances, but like actually mattering, like who wins. And like, these are good people who were nominated for a reason. I like that a lot. And I hope they keep doing it because so many times the Grammys feel like we're just killing time. As that long said, as as long as we can all agree to stop doing COVID jokes. Oh boy. But my point is everyone did interviews for these little short video packages except Beyonce. Right. I mean like so like that's the thing. And like look, I don't think any of us expect that of her. Again, it's yeah. like when you love Beyonce, it's like loving the sun. <laughs> Like, I appreciate that she brings light and warmth to the planet Earth. But I can't relate to her. She is a celestial fucking being. Like, yes, so they made a big point about the fact that, like, now she is one more Grammys than anyone else on Earth ever. And, like, I don't know. Didn't that, like, I'd assume that was already true. <laughs> And if I didn't, then it was inevitable. It it was, but at the same time, the back padding is like just the most awkward thing because yes, she they gave her even more Grammys tonight, but she's never won one of the big ones. It's always best R and B whatever or best melodic R and B hip hop collaboration solo duet or whatever the fuck, and this is like the most Grammys thing in the universe to give themselves credit for that or like trying to give something people, you know, who are angry about the weekend, something to be glad about. And they did and they, or they almost did. And yet all the big categories, the, the, the three big ones went to Dua Lipa, to Taylor Swift and to Billie Eilish. You know how, uh, there's this, to give it a modern spin, I guess. Um, you know how like there's this thing, that they passed a package for the end of COVID for all of like this money and support to go out to people like that passed in the, in the house and the Senate. You familiar with this? This is the thing that happened. Yes. And then a bunch of Republicans were like, you're welcome. And they all voted against it. That's the Grammys trying to take credit (laughs) for Beyonce. Like it's the same shit. Like you're like, you guys don't get to take credit for this shit. Like you don't, you had no fucking hand in Beyonce's success. You just didn't like, it's cute that you give her awards and that technically she's got the most Grammys or whatever, but like the Grammys have got 0% to do with the success that be again, like the Grammys are an award show. Beyonce is the reason that the universe exists at all. (laughs) You know I mean? Like I just, it's very funny. It's amusing to me. It's laughable. Um, But listen, just very quickly, there was a commercial where Kevin Bacon talked about Tremors. Did you know that? Or did you watch it on like a streaming service? I watched it uh, on CBS, but there were people were talking about commercials that I didn't see. So it might be different on the East Coast. I'm just telling you right now that like Kevin Bacon was in a Verizon commercial and I was like, ugh, Verizon. But Mm. then he was talking about Tremors. And Tremors got a UHD release recently, and I just need the world to know about that. That's it. Okay. That's 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 the like the less than a minute thing that I need the world to know. Okay, so let's go through the awards real quick. Okay. Um the ones they gave out on stage. Yeah, the ones they actually gave out on stage. So Best New Artist went to Megan the Stallion. The best part about that is that Lizzo gave it away. Perfect. That was a- you could you couldn't fucking top that. Lizzo giving a fucking award to Megan Thee Stallion is the most perfect thing that you could possibly achieve. I would have given Megan some uh, more awards than she did, but like she won quite like this is the one she needed to win. Like if the Grammys did not give Megan Thee Stallion best new artist, especially considering the lineup they had up there, like the world would have burnt down. I look. All right, so that's absolutely right. I want to qualify very quickly that 
um, that Chica was also up for that fucking award. Mm-hmm. And in another dimension where <laughs> Megan the Stallion did not have the year that she had, it should have gone to Chica. Uh, and I'm happy that Chica had a great Facebook hangouts or whatever the fuck it is commercial. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Chica fucking like cashed the check during the Grammys. But like she put out such a great album in 2020 and like actually just dropped another EP like right before the Grammys. And like if I was going to pick out a single rapper right now that like is my number one favorite to just listen to on a loop, it's definitely Chica. Mm -hmm. But there's no way that Megan like if Megan didn't win, like the world would stop fucking spinning (laughs) for best new artist. That would be insane. It would be crazy. It would be very crazy. So she uh, won, but it was especially the, the cherry on top was Lizzo giving it away, like because they were like joking the whole time because like yeah. Lizzo kept saying like stop looking at me, <laughs> <laughs> like I am uh, like what is that relationship like? Are they best friends? Do they hate each other? Is it both? I know you know the, the, Megan has to have some enemies, but it, it seems like Megan is friendly with everyone like she's friendly with cardi but she's also friendly with nikki in the the extent that anyone is friendly with nikki nobody's but, friends with <laughs> nikki minaj yeah you're probably right i take that back it's ex- uh, it is occasionally expedient to be affiliated <laughs> with nikki minaj that's it Sorry, yeah i take nikki. that back you are I, I know i know you're a long time listener of the podcast but you've got to know that's that that's that on that Truly, uh, but uh, yeah, it was very nice to see. Like, it was just a good feeling. Like, the Grammys coming into it obviously were had a detriment because of the weekend situation, very bad. But that the first award of the night was Lizzo giving the award to Megan was like just a just a deep down good wholesome feeling. Yeah, real good. And then like this weird thing happened. I would like to talk to you about Harry Styles. Okay. Because he won an award. Yes, he did. Best pop you, solo something. How do you feel about that? Um, how do you feel about how do you feel about that record? How do you feel about that song? I like the album a lot. I have no idea why that song was so big. It was not the worst song nominated in that category. That, of course, would be Bieber with Yummy. That was a pretty distant, like, next to last for Harry Styles. I'm glad Harry won something. I like Harry. It's pretty funny that he won it right over his ex, Taylor Swift, in the same category. Uh, yeah, no, Watermelon Sugar, is. it was always just filler to me on that album. I don't, never really quite clear why that was such the, that was the one, that was his number one single. His only yeah, number one, so I don't it, get it. It's really weird. Like, okay, so to me... I don't always go for the ballad, but I think that falling of the of the songs off that album that tracked in any way, mm-hmm. like that's like his don't speak. Do you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like there's something about it that like I just think is great. And if that was the one that fucking won it for him, I probably would have felt different. But like, I don't know. I watched Harry Style wear bell bottoms on the Grammys and I was like, don't let don't let bell bottoms come back. <laughs> That's like the second worst thing that could happen. The worst thing being low rise anything, and that's right. I know that's also happening. That's a fucking nightmare come to life. Enjoy it. I guess if you're a teenager and you're in your early twenties, enjoy low rise. But like, it's evil. It's evil for everybody else. And Harry Styles winning that award, like. I don't know. It's the bell bottoms winning. That's all. Like, I don't hate Harry Styles by any stretch, and that song is fine. But like, it's like bell bottoms won, and I don't really want that. <laughs> Anything else interesting win this? Uh, I don't know. Like, just like always, they uh, they do all the th- all the awards for you know in the in the pre show three hours earlier. Yeah, I didn't. So I feel bad because I didn't take a lot of notes about the like the real quick stuff, like uh, stuff uh, that was previous. I, I I'll tell you this, song of the year. That one was a weird one for me. That one went to hers. I can't breathe. That was the the big pro. Well, it was not a big protest song. I heard it a few times on the R and B stations, but I not heard any chatter about it. I was like really surprised. Like it wasn't 
like it didn't do what the bigger picture did by little baby that was like the big protest anthem of the year or even black parade which was not like a huge hit but like i've heard people mention beyonce i can't breathe by her i was like huh h h dot u dot h so here's all right so i have my explanation for that is like you know how like they had black pumas up for anything (laughs) (laughs) yes you know that to me, her winning that award was the equivalent of the fact that Black Pumas were up for anything. Like, it, like I guess, like, she's a real Grammy darling. Like, I don't hate her by any stretch, but, like, I don't feel that attachment. Like, I, w- I did a lot of prep for this, mm-hmm. and there was a lot of music I already knew. But, like, her is one of those artists that I know because the Grammys, to be, to be completely transparent. Yeah, no, that her is also an artist I know because of the Grammys. That's what I know her from primarily. And she's she's gotten better. She's gotten more stuff. Those like I would listen to this if it wasn't Grammy nominated. Like I would listen to this on my own time. And I have I really like her newest uh, more one of her more recent songs called Damage, much like Black Pumas and much like Jacob Collier, just industry plant written all over and i don't like using that word very often i use that very sparingly but she is such a plant that she hops around in a pot of dirt she is such a plant <laughs> and dadoot <laughs> plant dadoot <laughs> i don't know that song's fine it's it's no the bigger picture which you know that was the the one i really liked and but i i it was pretty low on the you know i feel like i'm being disrespectful because you know it's a protest anthem, but I just never, I never noticed that one. So very quickly, I kind of want to talk about the fact that like, the baby's fucking performance of Rockstar was great, fucking transcendent for me, <laughs> real fucking good, and it was especially benefited by the fact that a first of all he, so I don't know what the deal is, but he wears a lot of Chanel. <laughs> And she, like, Chanel's like a fucking Nazi. I love that, like, Chanel's spinning in her grave, like, yeah. because baby is fucking wearing Chanel. I love that. Yeah. And, like, so, like, his wardrobe is great. His perform like, having that woman come out and play the fucking violin, like, mm-hmm. oh, it was a great performance of that song. And, like, we've done, listen, by the way, listen to Rockstar versus Rockstar, an yeah. episode of Song versus Song that we did um, with, with Darren Jackson, the rap critic. I really, so the longer, the more time that has passed, the more I have come to really like that song. And I understand mm-hmm. why a little baby, like, kind of like his song is a little bit more protesty and has gotten yeah. a little more publicity. But, like, I oh, fucking I mean, love Rockstar. And I thought that that performance on the night was really incredible. Oh. And it reminded me that I am right, <laughs> as I so often am about music, um, that that song is good and doesn't quite get the accolades that it deserves. Well, I mean, it was a number one hit for many weeks, but... Um, but I don't babe, think it gets, like, that critical praise. That's that's fair. This was a star-making performance by DaBaby, and the only reason he hasn't had a star-making performance yet is because of the coronavirus. Like, that's that's literally it. Like, But, like, this was, like, his time to show... I had a friend recently tell me, he's like, even though Maroon 5 songs are not good, you can always use them to tell which guest rapper really wants to be big and really wants that big crossover success. That's I, the Grammys are kind of like that too. You can tell the baby wants to be the biggest goddamn thing in the universe. Cause he brought it tonight. And I like, think that like, you're going to see like, I mean like, you know, I'd made this sort of joke that like he's going to put out an I'm the baby. Gotta love me mm-hmm. album, but he's due. Like he put out that last EP or whatever, where it was like talking about his brother and like, that's good and that's relevant and and it's important that he did that. But like, he's due for a big, loud, fun album, and I think we're gonna get that if not this year, next year. And I think that if you saw the Grammys performance, if you watched it live, um, and if not, definitely go and I'm sure it'll be on YouTube or whatever pretty quickly. You'll really see it. Like, you'll really see the trajectory of where he's headed. I just think that like. I don't know. Like, I look at Little Baby and I'm like, I don't know where Little Baby's going to go next. To Baby, I can see it clear as a fucking bell. Yeah, he he wants it. He's uh, he's ready for it. Um, if I can say, like, what my, I don't know if this is my favorite performance, 
but it put me in a real good mood that carried me through well almost all of the the grammys i was getting tired there by the end but i really <laughs> i really liked the 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 opening one two three combo of, of harry styles billy eilish and it was, was a heim yeah was there a fourth oh, one I in really there i really liked heim heim yeah. was actually i thought was the best of the three no yeah the you know i'm not a big fan of watermelon sugar but i was like yeah this this uh this is good. This is uh, I like this better live than uh, than I do on the record. And then Billie Eilish, I mean, it was basically the same performance because she uh, she's not gonna like turn it up live. Like no. so that's who she is. But yeah, I like that Harry, one. Harry kind of turned it down. He almost made like a fucking torch song, and it was fun. Yeah. And Billie uh, Eilish, I liked seeing her dance. Like it. And then, it was, but Billie Eilish looked like she was in the fucking Stranger Things upside down, and that's right. As she always I mean, does. Like, she does. I mean, she's a fucking horror movie. That's why I like her. Yeah, same. Is Billie Eilish not in a... How, has she not appeared in a horror movie yet? She has to. I'll she fucking is, write that movie. She is wisely keeping her exposure at the right level, I feel She like. belongs in a horror film. And that's well, fucking reality. That's it. She she is she is already in a horror movie. It'd be redundant. But... How, how dare you? Um, I'm... All right, fine. Uh... But, but yeah, I mean, like, Haim killed it. That's a, that's the, a song. The steps was, was so good. It was. It was really good. I really liked it. It was like one of those. Like again, this sounds better live than it does on the record, and it sounds fine on the record. But like, it they brought an energy to it. You can hear the drums. You can hear the bass. And you can see her singing and drumming at the same time. I think the drums were kind of loud because she had to have the mic right up to right up next to her, so she could sing. But like, I really liked it. It needed to be like that. That's. I loved it. I really it, did. So, so to like to go really, really, really pinpoint specific, um, that performance reminded me of a a song that I really loved in the mid two thousands um, called "Oh My God" by um, Ida Maria. Mm-hmm. Like that had just has a lot of like. If you, have you ever heard that song? Yes. Okay, so that's what that performance of that song specifically reminded me of because like the energy that it had that like. That just exuberance, like that's like it's upbeat, but it's still kind of like screamy and it sort of rocks. Like that's what they kind of brought to it, and that was the thing that made me really excited. Like I, like you said, I thought that all those performances were good. I um, was dreading because I, I thought that there was going to be another performance <laughs> after after steps, but like. That was where it ended, and 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 bless bless that they, they that they waited until later to bring in the band that was the most planty plant that I ever planted. Um, oh yeah, Black. Hey, I even like Black Pumas a little more live than the I did. Uh, you know, on the record, you know, Black Pumas is perfectly ignorable NPR rock. I don't know, you know anything like, about them except that the white guy looks like he dresses like Lyle Lovett. <laughs> that I was is true. like, oh, is it Lyle Lovett? It's not. It's that would not. explain why. That would explain Lyle why it's got Jr. so much attention. Like the Black Pumas thing is just so weird because they got nominated for the deluxe edition of a, an album that came out two years ago. And Every like, time they appeared, I was like, "Where's the weekend?" They were nominated for, and they, and then it's like the deluxe edition came out in the nomination period, so we'll count that. It was like, there's no reason why they should be bending the rules for Black fucking Pumas. Or Jacob Collier, who no one has ever fucking heard of, except for like the bunch of weird music theory nerds, and that album fucking sucks. The Jacob I'm, Collier so, album sucks. I'm completely out of the loop um, on Bad Bunny. Do you have any thoughts? Just because, like, I uh, know that Bad I'm, Bunny is like really out in the fucking world right now. Yeah. Um. I'm I'm kind of a reggaeton moron, moron, reggaeton moron, and <laughs> I don't know. I I know he's. A, I've heard Dakiti, the song you performed six billion times in the past year, and uh, I, I, I just didn't really need to hear it again, honestly. It's it was fine. It was not one of the better performances of the night. Uh, by the way, please tell me you were still awake during the BTS performance because I completely spaced and I was like, oh no, it's like it was there. I have, no, I have nothing to say about BTS. Like to yeah. me, BTS has got their army. They'll have that army forever. I think that Dynamite is thoroughly unremarkable. I know a lot of I know a lot of people who really like Dynamite. I liked Dynamite the first time I heard it. By the fifth time I heard it, it was starting to it was it was already wearing out on me. 
I just like it's not that it's I, like, I can think of I many just don't wear me like out. More. I just I don't I I really don't like I heard it the first time and I was like this is fun. Mm-hmm. But like the fun that it, you know how some songs are fun and no matter how many times you listen to them they remain fun. Mm-hmm. I don't find that dynamite is obnoxious. I just am over it. it. It's the it's the can't stop the feeling of this year. It's fine. Yeah, it's, it's just okay. And like I look at them and I think I don't know like. They have to thread a very specific needle to mm. stay in mainstream success, and I think the chances of that are pretty low. I now that they're now that they're in now that they've got their big hit, I think they've crowbarred their way in, mm. and they. I think you may be right. You're you're far more music critic than I. I don't know. Like even before they were, they had their one song that everyone knows. They were, they commanded such power. Like they'd show up on an award show and it'd be or like on SNL or on a talk show or something and it'd be like the highest rated thing of the the goddamn you you know of the month for them or or the year for them. So I I think BTS are just too popular right now that they're going to just poof disappear. But they should probably release some other songs soon. Especially you know especially since I put money on them in the in the in the pop music fantasy league that I'm in. I can't, believe that you, I can't believe that you are in a pop music fantasy league and you didn't tell me that it existed. It's hurt. <laughs> it's deeply hurtful. And on that note, let's talk about Dua Lipa. Oh, uh, that's a kind of performance that would not have happened on other Grammys. That was fucking legendary, life altering. I only say this because I'm obsessed with Dua Lipa. You, I don't know that anybody else will feel the way that I feel. Like, every part of that performance, the costumes that she was wearing, like, I was so obsessed with every little detail. Like, I just want to be her. That's it. I just want to be Dua Lipa. She's so good. Like, every single thing that she does. And, like, it's so funny because when she won her award, it was the most pat standard speech in mm-hmm. history. And I was like, she's just so sweet. You're very cute. Like, I don't know. She's just a perfect little elfin. I don't, I don't know what. She's just, she's just perfect. Oh. Like, is she even a person? I don't think she is. Somebody wrote her into existence. She's so perfect. And that performance was great. It was The great. costume was great. That, I mean, like, don't start now is such a good fucking song. And like also, let's just I feel like what's interesting is that you know, the Grammys is not always right about anything. <laughs> but best pop album, if she was going to win anything, is the right thing for her to win. Because the thing is, that album specifically is great. Like it's a very you know good you, album. you you had did your best songs of 2020 and didn't mm-hmm. include her, but it sort of made a point of saying that, like if you view the album as a whole, it's just so fucking good. I was always happy to hear Dua Lipa all year. I was never tired of any of her hits. That they'd never wore out for me. They didn't remotely wear out, and um, but like the they're still even better on the record. Like that's I think. It just feels better on the record. It's a very whole. Yeah, like once you start listening to it, you pretty much won't stop. Because I can't stop. But like, <laughs> I don't know that physical was ever a, real, a really big hit in America. And like, no, it was I'll, not. Listen, I'll listen to that fucking song twenty four seven. I think that was you I'll, know that was a big hit in UK, but not here. I'm like that song is so fucking good. And when she re released with the midnight version, like with um, what the fuck is it? We're good, or we whatever the fuck it is. Yeah. Like we're good. I wasn't. Oh, you don't you don't like that song? Not really. I've never been <sighs> like that. Trop pop kind of. Beat. It's a it's a, it's a music video where she's like on the Titanic and a lobster gets away. <laughs> I love it. I just I don't know. She's she is of. Twenty twenty was a bad year for everybody. <laughs> it was not good. Mm-hmm. And if I was gonna pick one album that made me feel better. If I was going to pick one album that was guaranteed to get me on my feet and dancing on the worst days, it was Future Nostalgia. So that it one album of not an album of the year that that of course went to fucking Taylor Swift, which we'll talk about in a minute. But mm-hmm. that it won Best Pop Album, that was right. 
It was exactly the award she, like, I want her to win everything. I'm obsessed with her, but that's a personal problem. Mm -hmm. But Best Pop Album was the right award for her to win. So what do you have to say about Miss Taylor? I like that album. I do. I, I like that album a lot, too. It's fine. I don't, I don't know. I so was like, I was I was absolutely predicting like I bet there's going to be an album of the year pop album of the year split. They're going to give one to Taylor and one to. The, the, I was dead on on this one. You were right. I mean, you know, I was so afraid that Duo was going to go home empty-handed. I was really afraid. I thought that Taylor was going to win more than she did. I'm glad that she won one thing because mm-hmm. I don't actually think she deserved any more than that. I like. I like Cardigan, and I like the album that it's on. I don't really. Cardigan like... is one of my one of my lesser favorite songs off that album. I, I like that she began her performance with uh, August. I think that's one of the stronger ones on that album. I mean that again. It's the same thing where like you listen to the whole record and it's good. It's funny because she put out two albums and like I don't. The second album is fine. It's it's like a it's like a double album, right? Where it, like CD number two just isn't as good as the first one. It's it's the reload. It, to the load. Oh, uh, wait a minute. Oh, God, I don't know. Yeah. That's a whole other conversation we can't get it's off It's the track. side B album. It's the side B album. It is. It's fine. Um, folklore is good, and, like, I knew that... I knew Taylor Swift was not going to go home empty-handed. There was no way. Mm. No fucking way. She put out two albums where she got nothing. Like, there yeah. was no way that was going to happen a third time. She's still Taylor Swift. But I'll say this. To me, I look at this era of Taylor Swift and it's like, it's the Bruce Springsteen secret garden era of Taylor. <laughs> I don't know what I happens get next for her. Like, yes, it's, look, that's a very specific reference for older people. Mm-hmm. It's not the, like, and that's not an insult. I just, I guess I don't know that like, Taylor Swift, does she care? Is it important for her to keep winning Grammys? Because think- it sh- it shouldn't. She's really fucking proved it. Hasn't she at this point? Yeah. Hasn't she proved that like, like I saw, like I made fun of somebody who on Twitter said that it was stupid that some critic put her on the same pedestals like Stevie Wonder and Paul Simon and a couple others. Oh yeah, others. everyone was, was dunking like, on that guy. Yeah. But like, why were you dunking? Why did people dunk on that? Like, <laughs> isn't she at this fucking point? Hasn't she done enough? Like, oh, you were saying the opposite. I about no, I don't. Uh, I'm not dunking on that at all. I yeah. saw somebody dunk on it, and I was like, "I think you're wrong." Well, there, you know, there, there's no way to know how things will look in the future. But like Taylor Swift has been doing this for 15 years. Like, there's every chance in the universe that she's going to be looked upon like a Paul Simon. Like anyone, anyone who has listened to our podcast knows that. Like, I don't, I don't have really like I, I have liked some songs of Taylor Swift, but I don't have like that passion for her. Mm-hmm. But just by sheer longevity and awareness of the fact that, like, she has repeatedly connected with so many people, like, mm-hmm. I love Paul Simon, but, like, my love of Paul Simon doesn't make him any more or less important in the pantheon of pop music than Taylor Swift. Yeah. That's it. Like, it- I guess I just, like, what's the diff? What is the fucking diff other than the fact that I'm older? I have stronger opinions about the next episode that we're doing both artists like Mm -hmm. Melissa Etheridge Indigo Girls like that era of folk music like because I was a certain age that's all it is like Taylor Swift has been too important to too many people writes her own music and is doing it in a way that like yeah like I just I don't think it's weird to compare her with Paul Simon I don't think that's weird at all no me neither I don't, I like, I think that people who drag that critic, like, it's a real okay boomer situation. Not that that's a term that people use anymore, but like, I don't know how else to describe it. Let's see. What else was, um, there was the, uh, the, uh, tributes to the many, many people who died. Holy shit. Wow. That was a great fucking tribute night. Yeah. Between, uh, Lionel Richie and Brandy Carlisle. Wow. Those two performances, especially, yeah, incredible. I did. So, do you know what the relationship is between Lionel Richie and Kenny Rogers? Like, what's the deal? Like, Uh, clearly they were buds. Lionel Richie wrote that song. That Kenny Rogers. I didn't know that. I listen. I'm completely out of touch. I didn't know that. Out of touch. 
you got to get with the hip kids. Everyone knows that Lionel Richie wrote Kenny Rogers' Lady. My finger is far from the pulse. <laughs> <laughs> it has been for decades, apparently. You, well, you got to get in touch with the, the hot new pop songs of 1980. But, <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. I fucking cried ugly ass tears. That was incredible. And then Bre- Brandy Carlisle, I mean, as you know. Mm-hmm. You're, I just think she's got such a good a, voice. You are you are a, you're a near stand for Brandy Carlisle, I feel like. Very very close. I mean like I I'm not as obsessed with her as I am. Like Dua Lipa yeah. is just the the pinnacle. But Brandy Carlisle did that one song, The Joke. Mm-hmm. And I thought that it was just the most perfect song for that year and nothing came close. And then I started to familiarize myself with her, the rest of her work. And she's just great because she has such a fucking elegant, mature voice. And hearing her do an homage to Prine that way was like, I was already a wreck because of Lionel Richie. And that just took me over the fucking edge. Yeah. It was so good. It was just so tremendous. Um, I feel like I should just give a, a mention real quick to... Uh, it started off with a L- Little Richard tribute. Yep. That was uh, Bruno Mars and Anderson Pack, And you are going to see Anderson Pack at many, many future Grammys, is my prediction. I think that's right. And, like, you know what? I think that's right. I think Anderson Pack is is, like, a capital A artist. And Bruno Mars, like, honestly, like, I watched him do that little richard thing and i was like they should make a little richard musical on broadway Mm -hmm. and just bring bruno mars right in well bruno mars is not (laughs) little richard but no but like he's broadway little richard i liked their other performance the silk what's the name silk sonic silk sonic is the name of the thing and um i don't know I'm, i'm not quite a huge fan of that song honestly it's fine it i like the style i'm not sure i like the actual song and that was the perform one of the performances where I could like really feel like this was pre-taped, and like there were a lot of live stuff, and they did a great job at like making the pre-taped one seem live. They made them perform on the same stage as everyone else, even if it was pre-taped. And I liked that. That was very smart. It's fine. Yeah, the thing is that Bruno Mars specifically has had much better tracks mm-hmm. in the last two years. I know people who really love that song, the the new one. I'm I'm a little eh on it. But yeah, I, I mean, like, grower, I, feel, I, I feel about that the way that I feel about Up. Up is not WAP, but I like Up. It's good, but it's but that's the yeah. thing. Like, I literally feel the same way. It's yeah. good, but, like, Cardi has put out much better tracks, and Bruno Mars has put out much better tracks in the last two years, and that's all, like, for me, personally. And on that note, <laughs> shall we talk about WAP and CBS, the network that brought you JAG? CBS, the old people, they they bring you Young Sheldon and NCIS and NCIS. This is LA. literally the minute, the very moment you realize that CBS is going to attempt to allow WAP to go off on broadcast television. The worst network that could attempt this. There is no worse option, and by that I mean it's the best option because you know it's going to be absolutely bonkers. That I, you'll never stop laughing. That what, the more you think about it, it's like the joke that you laugh so hard that it kills you. <laughs> that it's it's like that. <laughs> there were it. How do I? Me stuttering like this is like what it was like listening to WAP for. <laughs> <laughs> every other word was bleeped out. In my favorite moment, they bleeped out the word bucket, but not once, mop. but not twice. <laughs> <laughs> one time they bleeped out bucket and one time they left it in it was crazy and like you could tell because you could see their mouths that they were practicing they were like it, they weren't being bleeped they were just not saying the words it's just like how do you memorize that how do you memorize that you have to not say every fifth word like that's got to the amount of rehearsals it must have taken it was singularly the most bizarre thing <laughs> <laughs> Post Malone seemed to like it. He did. I mean, like, look, I mean, here's the thing. You put Cardi and and Meg on a stage, it's gonna be good. Like I I like it. Like they don't need to do anything. They could just appear. 
and be there. Like, especially, I mean, you know, my love of Cardi is endless. Like, mm-hmm. she is just, like, genuinely, like, if I was to sit down and try and, like, like say, like, what's who are the best rappers of the 21st century? She's a strong fucking contender, dude. She's so good. I know that's right. Like, she's just so fucking good at what she does. And, like, again, same thing. Like, Cardi comes out and I'm like, I don't. I, so, like, Meg, again, it's the same thing where it's like, we're all Meg. Everybody's Meg, Megan Thee Stallion. Even you, Todd. You might not think that you are, but <laughs> you are. Um, Cardi is not like Beyonce or anybody else. Like, But she is so weird. She is so otherworldly that nobody's her but her. Yeah. I watch a, I watch a Cardi performance and I'm like, I just want to be here for a day. Just one day. Not the <laughs> whole time. Not forever. Just one day as Cardi B. That just sounds like it would be so cool, so weird. I just want to be Cardi B doing Cardi Tries the Facebook series, trying to play basketball in the fucking most thirsty outfit that I can find and uh, so that she can relate to the kids. I just love her, and that performance was good. I Again, like you said, there were like no bad performances, and I don't think there were. I'm not sure it needed to be this stage, but I liked the Little Baby's The Bigger Picture. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it was that was the, like the most stagey of them. That was like a full play going on with Little Baby. And they brought a killer mic. That was amazing. I was like, whoa, that, that came out the fuck out of nowhere. Yeah. And- I will, all right. So I do have one song, and I'm almost afraid to even talk about it. Because as, as we all know, I will inevitably say something on this podcast that will yeah. be incendiary. <sighs> Black Like Me. I'm fine with Black Like Me. I do not like, I like that it more song. Th- I just, so here's the thing. Like, especially, there was something about this Grammys performance. And let me explain. So, like, Mickey put on this very heavy, long train sequin dress. And, like, all I could think was, she wrote a song called Black Like Me, and she's trying so hard to fit into country music. And, like, that dress is so heavy that it's weighing her down. And to me, that song is the equivalent of that dress. It is a heavy song. I'm not going to tell you it's my favorite country song of the year. I appreciate it, at the very least, maybe a tiny bit more than I like it. I really think she should have gone on last, like, of the three, like, because it was the power performance. And then we got Bluebird and The Bones by Miranda and uh, Marin Morris, and I'm I'm fine with those songs. I like those songs, but those are not closers. They they had to close because they went in order of which was the biggest hit. And Black Like Me was not a hit at all. It's just like an interesting, you know, a, a buzz song that you pay attention to if you care about like country music and the things that are going on in it. But it was not like a hit or anything. It was like a blog hit. Maybe I'm like, look, I may be completely wrong. I guess mm-hmm. like I don't know. Man, it's not like I've ever struggled with liking black music in my life. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, literally, we've spent so much time talking about music that I like that's by black artists. I just, there's something about that song that really doesn't connect for me. There's something so centrist about it. For a song that is trying to say something progressive, it does it in the most, is this okay? Did I do it right? kind of way and that's me that's my reaction to it if somebody listens to it and it resonates I'm not trying to tell anybody that they can't feel that way but like it just didn't work for me it has never worked for me and there was something about the dress that she wore that typified everything that I already felt about that song well we've only talked about 40% of the performances so far <laughs> the, the one that really didn't work for me was Say So really? Uh, no. It was a lot. It was a lot. I didn't like her performance at the MTV VMAs either. There was one that she did at the European uh, MTV Awards that I liked a lot. It was like a weird new metal thing. And it, like, I'm not sure, sure I'd like it to listen to, but like as just something really unexpected, I liked that performance. And this, uh, the cyborg thing, I, I don't know, it didn't look good to me. I didn't like it. It didn't work for me. I didn't feel that way. Um, all I, I mean, I wrote the word intense all in caps. Yeah. Uh. And I think that sort of typifies it, but like I didn't feel as negative about it. Like we agree about the VMAs. 
I didn't connect with that at all. I felt mm-hmm. better about this than I did about the VMA performance. Doja is like, she's really trying. She is. She she wants it. She so she's she given one hundred and ten. When, when she did the little, when she had her little interstitial where they talked to her, she was like, "Oh, like I was up for best new artist, but like I've been around for a long time." And there was something about the speech that she gave where it was like. I just have this feeling that she's never going to get there and I could be wrong. And it's not a, it's not a measure of her talent. I just think, I don't think that she's ever going to get there. Do you know what I mean? I don't make predictions. It's sure. You, say, sure. You do Todster Thomas. You're just always wrong. Yeah. Well, like I'm wrong enough that I'm not confident about making any predictions about Doja cats, but um, do I think it's, she it's, it's certainly a possibility that she this might be her last year like it could be i don't know it's it's not out of the realm of possibility we'll see we'll see with doja cat i just like the thing is like like lizzo had a year off but she's gonna come back around genuine like that i like and you know maybe i'll also be a a a, a tachradamus who knows but like i do think that like she'll have like sometime in 2021 something's going to come out and Lizzo's going to rise back to the top again like yeah. she's just too cream not to and yeah I just I look at Lizzo and I look at Meg and I look at a lot of other artists and it's like I like Doja Cat she's fine but like I just don't I'm sort of surprised that she ever got out of like the moo I'm a cow phase yeah bitch I'm a cow yeah yeah the last two performances I have up here are Dynamite and The Box. No no disrespect to BTS or Roddy Rich, but I was very tired at that point. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at that point, it really is just like, it's a long show. Yeah, and that was we were already over by the time Roddy Rich took the stage. I'd, I think I liked it, but that literally happened an hour ago, and I'm, my brain is already leaking out of my ears. I'm excited to see what Roddy Rich does next. Yeah, Roddy like, Rich, like rightfully one of the bigger artists of 2020. I, I'm rooting. I'm rooting for him. But yeah, I, I mean, like, yeah, like I, Roddy, I mean, Roddy, with, Roddy, and 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 DaBaby, I think, are both poised to do really big things. Mm-hmm. And then and, you know, and I've t- I've told you this. I think that I think that Dua Lipa is going to put out the solo pop artist equivalent of OK Computer. In the next year, <laughs> I really do think that's going to happen. Oh, okay. That's my Computer. prediction. Maybe I'll be a crazy person and wrong. I don't even do know what that, that would even be. But okay, one last thing, which is the last thing that happened, and boy, boy, what an awkward way to end a pretty good night. Billie Eilish winning and then talking about Meg. Yeah, she did not want like if you the second I didn't I was shocked that they gave her the award because I like that song a lot. But, like, I didn't think anyone was like, this is the best song of the year. No one had said that. I liked it a lot. But it's also a song about how she does not want any more success. And all the success she has is weighing her down. And she was genuinely shocked. Like, you could tell, even through her mask, her eyes went wide open. She was not prepared for this whatsoever. And I was very, it's like, I wonder who will be the white person who has to apologize to a black person to this night and I, we made it almost all the way through and then it happened. And well, I was thank like, goodness it was Billy because she, at least she knew it was genuine. Yeah. Like you can tell she was like, her discomfort was real. She's not going to Macklemore herself into awkwardness. Uh, you know, she's not going to Macklemore herself into more awkwardness. Like she can't avoid the awkwardness of being the person who wrongfully won Megan Thee Stallion's award. But she handled it as well as I think anyone possibly could, but like she was the one who had the least to gain from getting another Grammy. She didn't want yeah, it. I just and like, she already has a bunch. She'd already had a previous year of winning way more awards than anyone deserves to win. Like, yeah. she'd already gone through that. And she, I mean, like, we'd all watched her be very uncomfortable. Just like Meg was the overall winner of the night. Like, Billy was the overall winner of the year before, except it was like on a much larger scale. How many fucking awards did she win last Grammys? It felt like she won every award. She certainly won all the big ones. Best song, best record, best album, best new artist, the big four. 
So Megan walking away with just uh, best new artist of those. It, yeah, it, it was, still it felt was like a big same. night. Yeah, it still felt like a big night for Megan Thee Stallion, like a very big night because she won two awards on stage, which I think is more than anyone else won. So she get, came up twice, and that's so it was her night basically. But yes, still. it was her. It was it was her Beyonce, and again, like nobody relates to Beyonce. Beyonce is 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 the stars above. Like that's a different yeah. thing. Um, yeah, I just it's very yeah, like it was very strange. Because my, you know, I had a lot of things that I assumed would or would not happen at the Grammys. I assumed, I really thought somebody was going to mention The weekend and they didn't. I thought Dua Lipa was going to be completely shut out and she wasn't. I really didn't think that Billy would win anything this year. I thought she would just quietly take a year off. Yeah, and that so- she won that last award. It was so strange because like, Billie Eilish never needs to win anything ever again. Well, yeah, she said, like, in her video package, she, she was said something like, this is, you know, winning all those Grammys was the best night of my life. And I was like, you're fucking lying. You are yeah, lying, Billie She hated it. She hated <laughs> it. She doesn't like winning. She's, I mean, like, it's funny. Do you remember when um, they inducted Nirvana into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and they had Lord come out and sing, like, a bunch of the songs? I didn't that? see it, but I, I know what you're talking about. Uh, Billie Eilish is is like the modern day Kurt Cobain. She does not know what the fuck to, she does not know what the fuck to do with her fame at all. Yeah. Like, I don't think she's going to kill herself. I don't think she's like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't think she's damaged in the way that Kurt was, but like, I think that they both struggle with fame in a very similar way. No, that's, it's literally what the song's about. It's literally, I got everything I wanted. It was a nightmare. That's literally the lyrics of the song. Yep. You're not and there waking she up is in the Stranger to... Things ups and down. Yeah. <laughs> like literally her video package was like her in a like a creepy room. Like like she's like like a creepy video game. Like you're she like starting a alone in the dark. Person. Yeah. I mean, you know, I love Billie Eilish. She's great. So, and like it's fun listening to her do a James Bond song and everything, like how desperately like do I want but it reminded me that I was like, oh man, remember when Shirley Manson and Garbage to the World is not enough, and like that Bond movie wasn't good, but what a cool song! Like, yeah, Billie Eilish has got like that Shirley Manson energy, which you know you can't really fucking do any better than that in my book. No, that's that's a the highest compliment from from you, but also from anyone. Yeah, because Shirley Manson's so fucking cool. Yeah, it's so interesting to see like the different kinds of unattainable people can be. I'll never be like Billie Eilish. I wish she's just so fucking. She's just so fucking chill. Like, there's just nobody like her. Ugh. I'm sorry you won, Billie. I know you. It's <laughs> not what you wanted at all. You don't need to win. That's the thing. Billie Eilish doesn't need awards to be successful. She doesn't need them, and she doesn't want them. Why didn't you give it to the fucking weekend? Who actually does? Yeah, the weekend wants it. The weekend's so thirsty for it. Just give it to the weekend. Oh man, it's you know it's it's crazy. Like I don't know. Like this, the, the last couple of years have like put the lie to the idea that the Grammys don't matter. Clearly, they matter to the people, uh, at least to a certain portion of the industry. It matters quite a bit to the weekend. And like when um, he doesn't, is like if they get it wrong, it matters. If they get it wrong, so I get the. I don't know, and like this Grammys could have been a lot worse, especially considering all the controversy they were under. They even had like a Wells Fargo BP style apology video. (laughs) Oh, there was so like right at the very end. Yeah, they like posted a thing. I'm literally gonna read it because they they like read it. What does it say? The Recording Academy and CBS condemn and denounce all forms of racism, uh, sexism, violence, please, please stop anti-Semitism, and hate. Let's continue. No, I'm reading the whole thing. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm no. Please don't. It's it's just such a fucking living nightmare. I was like, oh, are we sure this isn't what Billie Eilish was writing her song about? <laughs> She looked into the future and saw that the Grammys were going to do this. It was like, I need to, I need to make art about this. <laughs> it's terrible. Oh, it's like I don't like. You ever just agree with something completely, but still hate it? Uh, yes, all the time. Yep, it was that. Ugh. It was just a whole lot of that. Anyway, yep. 
What a time. What a night. There were a lot of great performances, at least. Like, I was shocked to see how many performances I really liked and how many times I was really, truly impressed. And there were a lot. There were actually a lot of truly, truly great performances. For me, it was The Steps, The Hame Song, and Dua Lipa, and The Baby, and Lionel Richie and Brandy Carlisle. Those are the big ones for me. Yeah, full cosine. That's those were my favorites too. But that's a I'm lot. Sure. That's a lot of really good performances was, for one night. Like, yeah, and like even like the middling performances were like on a higher level than they usually were. And once we are back in the Staples Center in front of a large crowd with a large stage, I'm sure it's it going to go back. It will to, go right go, back to sucking. It will absolutely go right back to sucking. The coronavirus did one good thing. It gave us a good Grammys. It's just so funny to me. They gave it to the one person who didn't want it anymore. That's that's great. That is peak Grammys. Yes. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode, which is no doubt on YouTube. While while you're here, two quick things. Number one, we have a Patreon page where every single episode that we do, that's the main episode, there's a vote. So whatever one is up right now, go and vote in it. Just do a vote. And then if you want to be, if you want to have your voice heard, write a comment. We read a lot of comments in our podcast. Please do that. That's the number one. That's the most important thing. Except to say thank you for listening, of course. That's number one. Um, number two is please go and, and vote and partake in the the collaborative part of this podcast. The third thing is, hey, the podcast needs money. And the great news is it only costs you a dollar. And then you get a bunch of free episodes like equivalent really at this point like we've got such a huge backlog of bonus episodes if you give one dollar you get all of them and that's all it costs you is a dollar a month just and uh and 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 uh you know todd's very rich but i'm broke so thank you for listening to this episode of the podcast we hope that you enjoyed the grammys as much as we did we hope that you also laughed at the fact that they only uh bleeped bucket once (laughs) 